Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Data hacking has become so frequent and sophisticated that right now, be it a big or small business, you can't afford not to have a solid privacy policy in place to know where you stand legally if there is a breach of your customer's data. And it's not just Optus or Medibank which have fallen prey to cybercriminals. According to the Office of the Australian Information Commissioner, in the first half of 2022, there were 396 breaches involving companies with revenue of more than $3 million. And that's just the ones that were reported. So have you considered your own privacy policy? Do you even have one? We asked lawyer Tracy Myler Crane what business owners need to know about privacy rules. She says it's not so clear-cut. For example, she tells Chris Ashmore that we still don't know yet whether Optus broke any laws from its own data breach. What happened with Optus is now being scrutinised and they are being held accountable. And in that process, they need to demonstrate that what steps they had in place were appropriate and reasonable for their circumstances. It's not a one-size-fits-all when it comes to privacy. Whether or not the outcome of that is a determination that, yes, what they did was reasonable and the incident was unfortunate, or no, what they had in place was not reasonable and breach incidents could have been avoided, that could be an infringement of the law, but we just don't know yet. If indeed what they did was reasonable, yet so many millions of people's data was breached, then whose responsibility is it? It depends. So sometimes things happen and it's nobody's fault. That's the truth. And the law recognises that. What it does, though, is it shines a light on a business's obligation to think bigger than simply legal obligations that are set out in some legislation or some rules. Thinking bigger means gaining and nurturing the trust of clients and consumers. And how do you then maintain that? Sometimes the bare bone minimum set out in the legal rules and legislation won't cut it. This is one of those cases. If it's found that what they had in place was reasonable and the breaches were unforeseeable and unfortunate, one would question then whether Optus really does appreciate the business aspect of it because they should have been doing more. If what they had in place was reasonable, they should have been doing more. It shouldn't have happened. Am I going to engage with Optus going forward? No. I'll make my decisions based on that. So it's the consumer trust that's a big aspect here that needs to be considered, I think, when we're talking legalities. There's more to it than just what the rules are. Well, if we look at that, what are the legal obligations for businesses when it comes to privacy? There is privacy legislation in Australia, which in its current form sets out a whole host of obligations for businesses when it comes to dealing with data. There are some exclusions currently in that legislation, which says that some smaller businesses don't have to comply. Now, my view is that there's reviews underway. I've held this view for a long time. Ultimately, those exclusions are likely to be removed. So I think it's incumbent on all of us to think about privacy from a legal perspective, but also a business perspective. So legally, what do we need to do with it? We need to ask the question, I think, slightly differently, which is what's best practice to meet our legal obligations and to better serve consumers 
what do we then do? And the answer is we need to make sure that we have proper frameworks in place for treating data that people give us in our business. And under the legislation, if we have a website in our business and a contact us page and people leave their name and email address when they send us a message, that is considered personal data under the legislation. So we then have a responsibility to explain to consumers what we're doing with their personal data. How are we going to treat it? Think of way back years ago when we used to be contacted by companies who have purchased our data from another company and we'd become really cross and disgruntled and think, holy moly, I've never heard of these people. I didn't give you my data. You're not allowed to do that anymore. Companies and businesses are not permitted to sell client lists or consumer lists with personal information. But I want to know when I'm giving you as a business owner my personal data that you're not going to sell it, that you know that you have obligations, that you need to treat it securely. And I want to know that you're switched on to privacy and that if I do leave my personal data, that you've got sufficient protections in place so that you don't get hacked and so that my data is not stolen. You know, Mazars have been a long-time supporter of Sound Cartel, and now they're helping us bring you this podcast. To find out how Mazars can support your business, visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot com dot A-U. So how do you explain that then to somebody who's putting in their details, perhaps to get a newsletter from your website? Is it something on the website down the bottom or how does it work? It is. It's a privacy policy, which is made accessible to anybody who visits your website via a link at the bottom of the homepage. Right next to your website terms and conditions should sit your privacy policy. And in there, you need to be telling consumers that you're aware of your obligations, that you take them seriously. You need to tell them how you're going to treat their data. You need to tell them when you're going to disclose their data and when you're not. And you need to give them the option of getting in touch with you if they've got concerns or queries and they want more information. Can anybody write these T's and C's and privacy policies or can they get it from a template? What do you say? No two businesses are the same. So I believe templates are a big fat no from me. If you want to DIY, save it for Bunnings, not for your legal documents. Your privacy policy and all of your legal documents are a reflection on your business. So you're actually saying to people when you present your documents, this is me, this is an extension of my business. If you've got templates, the risk you have is one, it doesn't apply for your business. Two, you don't understand what it is that you're outlining in your legal documents. Some people ask me, I've got a, Tracy, can you review my privacy policy? I purchased a template. Now, the first thing I need to understand is who's their audience? Are they selling? What countries are they selling to? Is it Australia only? And they say, I never thought about that. Well, that's going to determine what needs to be included in your privacy policy. So you actually don't know if you've purchased the right template. That's the first thing. And that's a starting point. So you're building trust with your audience and that shouldn't be underestimated, especially now since the recent data breaches. When someone lands on your website, you want to build credibility and trust with them. You want them to be able to see that you have your terms and conditions and your privacy policy tailored to your business and you know how they work. Instantly that builds trust and they'll go to the next level. I, for one, Chris, when I land on a new website, I always go to the bottom and look for these documents. And I know now more and more of my clients do because this is something we talk about. If there aren't any there, I will leave that website immediately because that business owner has just told me either they might be good at what they do, but they're not good at running a business or they've told me they don't care enough or they don't know what their obligations are. It's a trust thing as well from a business perspective. When it comes to data and access to data, I mean, that's a big issue. 
isn't it? And if you have staff in your company that are sharing computers or they're accessing information at home, that could leave the business quite vulnerable, couldn't it? It could. So what I suggest is that you have a data policy, a cyber policy, or some type of hybrid privacy policy, and that you both speak to your staff about that to ensure everybody is aware and understands what the risks are and what their obligations are, but ensure also that the obligations are set out in a relevant employment agreement or a contractor agreement if that's how you're engaging somebody. So you can manage that risk. Well, in summary then, Tracy, what have we learnt from the Optus data breach? From my perspective, we've learnt that managing privacy of data is important. It applies to all of us. It doesn't matter how big or small we are. We all have a role to play. And I think we've also learnt that gone are the days where we can stick our head in the sand and think this doesn't apply to me, I'm too small. I don't need to know this. As business owners, we have an obligation to know how to deal with data and we have an obligation to share with consumers how we're going to treat their data. That was lawyer Tracy Myler-Crane. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more Be Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot com dot A-U.